All right, Jamie, I'm going to open with a staged dramatic reading. Now, do I have a part? And you don't have a part, but I'm going to ask you. You're going to have a couple things to keep in mind here. So, all right, I think I can handle it. This is from Madison, uh, the Kiss Reunion Tour, 1996, Madison Square Garden. Okay. Peter Chris is speaking. Now, now before I begin, yeah, a lot of that. Before I begin, I want you and the the audience and you, Jamie, okay, to try to control yourselves. Okay. Shit's hot. I slid off my chair the first time I read it. Okay. So, um, uh, oh, your thing is after every sentence, mm-hmm. imagine fucking seven to ten seconds of excruciating silence. Okay. Excruciating silence as if uh, Peter Chris, mm-hmm. Peter Chris is the star child, right? The singer, Peter, is that, or Paul? Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley, yeah. I don't know. They're, the fucking, they're all fucking whatever. Keep in mind, remember you're a married woman. <laughs> all right. And you have a child. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. I know everyone got searched before they entered the building. I didn't get searched, so I'm carrying my pistol. Why are you talking about no 35? And then he makes finger guns as Ace horribly plays the drums. It's the only way Ace freely can play the drums. So who's talking? Paul Stanley? Paul Stanley. Okay. I ain't even talking about no 45. And he does more finger guns, this time two-handed, to denote a larger caliber imaginary weapon. Mm. I'm talking about a seven-inch pleasure pistol. And if it's real good, it gets to eight. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm talking about my little oozy of ooze. I'm talking about my love gun! Anyway, Trash Down Street. Trash Down Street. Luke. Jamie Z. Yeah, I, I was... Um, I forgot who I was for a second. I was like, oh, um, I was really in character. You're like, I'm Jamie Z. I'm the cat. <laughs> Let me tell you about that fucking cat makeup is shit. For some reason, I was struck by this notion that I had to figure out why people were into Kiss. Okay. I think I was thinking about... I was trying to I was trying to craft a topic. Oh, no topic again, folks. <laughs> um, they Trying to work it out like... The Eddie Van Halen icon angle, and I think I might have something almost, but not quite. Kiss was like a gigantic fucking band in the 70s Yeah, and they 80s. were huge. Huge. Every kid had a Kiss poster. Mm-hmm. Knights I and Satan's. Yeah, the Knights and Satan's Service. Yes. Or Kinder 88 is another one. <laughs> I was like, I never really listened to Kiss. I've listened to like, like Love Gun and... Is that a nail clipping? No. Ew! Well, it's my fucking house. <laughs> um, so I was watching, I watched this treasure, this... This man with zero fucking charisma talking to a crowd. Okay. And um, I still don't know why people like this. And I'm only 40% sold on kids. It's the makeup and it was like all the pyrotechnics and all the craziness. But you know, we're used to all that stuff. I don't know how commonplace it was Um, back then. People Spend your five bones on. I think it's a lot more than five bones, especially with fucking kiss. I don't know. Probably wasn't that exciting. Well, the one, this was 96. I don't, I don't oh, 96 now nah, would have been a Yeah, because it was the reunion tour. It's when they came back they were, with the original lineup. They wore the makeup again. They were supposed to have another reunion like this year. Yeah, and it got, yeah, COVID. COVID. But it's going to be with the other two. It's not going to be with uh, Ace and uh, Chris. Yeah, I guess Because so. they're out on the outs. Mm. It's going to be like the... The orangutan on people on the already stopped paying attention. They're like, they did not. They're into this. Another? They're fucking into this. If they stopped, it's because that hot love gun, that banter, has them all in a throff. Mm. So what's new, Pikachu? That kiss. Nights and I'm a night and scene service. Oh, okay. Is that why you're wearing the full makeup? Uh, yeah. I was I'm, wondering I'm, that. I'm, my my character is the turtle. <laughs> I don't know nothing. So what's new with you, Jamie? What's new with you? Um. Nothing much, mm. you know. This and that. Mm-hmm. A squirrel totally demolished a pumpkin. Yeah, I saw the pictures of like the, not uh, even like little bites. It ate all the orange skin off of it. I would say it wasn't even recognizable as no. a pumpkin from the picture. It was like a. It looks like a scary pumpkin. It mm. pr- apparently caved in on itself today because uh-huh. they bit a hole through yeah. it and ate the seeds as well. Mm. But I did hear that 
there hasn't been as many acorns and like mm -hmm. black walnuts or whatever. And yeah. Apparently they are eating more pumpkins. Oh. But yeah, you don't really see that many acorns mm -hmm. this year. I don't really look. The things you see. Oh, I'll add this. This is sort of music related. Okay. So while hiking the other day, I came across uh, a message spilled in pine cones mm. called uh, Listen to the Universe. Yes. And I posted it and I tagged Death Valley Girls. And they commented like, oh my God, that is so cool. That part of me felt guilty because I'm like, I wonder if they think I did this. They probably did. They were good. Like, well, they're going to keep... Fucking loser. I totally <laughs> did it. Look at this fucking loser. Like, this guy who's old enough to be our older brother, our slightly older brother. No, they were into it. Yeah, okay. Well, I oh, talked to they're them. They're goats. And she was like, oh my god, this mm. nerd. He probably plays D&D &D and owlbears uh, and tiddlywinks and he's like stalking me. What the fuck is a tiddlywink? I don't know. A titty wink? <laughs> titty wink, that's a little different. That's what people were doing when I read the, Ooh, yeah, they're the intro to Love Gun. Yeah. What's new with you? That. Nothing much. I exist in, I'm existing in this limbo state of waiting to hear back about uh, employment opportunities. Um, it's, it's killing me. The anticipation <laughs> is killing me. Do anything for Halloween? You uh, dressing up when you're. We should be yeah. the members of Kiss. You yeah. could be Ace. <laughs> I don't Ace. I'm telling you, like years ago, I actually did dress as a kitty cat for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And oh. I had a, a better. Oh God. Better makeup than uh, Ace. It's too early in the podcast for vomit. Yeah, I was hiccuping a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Wow, this is really fucking exciting. <laughs> this now, is like what supplements do you take? Uh, no, I do not. I I will not be celebrating the Halloween, and as we all know, this could be the last podcast because I am fated to die oh, yeah, November right. 1st. Mm, it could happen. It could. Unless you wouldn't have to sit through all the fucking election shit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Did you uh, get your mail-in ballot? I voted. I, I voted. did, too. Yeah. I went to an uh, official ballot box. Ah. In Montgomery County. I went to the one in Royers Ford. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of people... Yeah, it was from. just easy to get to, so I went in there. But I'm always like, what if they're lying? But I'm like, oh, I don't think so. They did like, that in California. I know, I heard that. It was on the Montgomery County mm -hmm. website that they had. It had a list mm -hmm. of all the ballot boxes. And like Royers Ford was the closest yeah. one other than Narstown. I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. not driving in in Narstown, so... Yes. I had this. I had some yummy ramen from... Oh. Uh, I think it's called. It's like Herrick... Herrick... I don't know. It's in... Um, Gateway Shopping Center. It's oh. delicious. It's oh. really good. Make good yeah. So if anyone's still listening, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Let's so how about some music? I heard you um, told me Blondie and Garbage are apparently. So yeah, Blondie and Garbage announced the UK tour end of next year, mm -hmm. November. Possibly US tour to follow. Possibly not. Who knows? Well, when did um the uh, Blondie? Liz Fair, Alanis get moved to. Remember, they got moved. You mean the garbage Alanis? Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, I don't know. It's next year. Yeah, I was just wondering if they would run into. Each I felt like it was somewhat indefinite. Yeah, me too. But I was um I did listen to a podcast. I listened to Toby Morris from H uh, two yeah. O, and he was um interviewing Mark McGrath. Oh really? From Sugar Ray. Yeah. It's very interesting, and you know, like the he like Mark McGrath is actually a pretty interesting guy. Like. He was talking about how Sugar Ray just sucks so bad. Oh, really? And how if it wasn't for, like, Sublimes, like, mm -hmm. their sound and 311, they would have never been, like, a good band. Mm. And he said they're not even a good band anyway. Uh, yeah. He said they got pretty much signed because they lied. They were like, we're really big in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, and they were, like, friends. They would open for a lot of people, mm -hmm. and they were, like, cool dudes. So people were like, oh, no, they're really good. Yeah. He said their first album was just terrible. Mm -hmm. And then the second album... They, that's when they wrote Fly, which was like their biggest hit. Yeah, I remember. And the guy producing it was like, um, your voice sucks. <laughs> um, you can't sing, but we have these Pro Tools. Oh. It was like when Pro Tools first came yeah. out. And so that's like part of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to listen to. Mm. It was pretty cool. I feel like Mark McGrath invented guys wearing those pork pie hats. <laughs> and he was like, I never wore a shirt for like 10 years. He was like... <laughs> So what's Mark McGrath up to now? I don't. I we. It was a three-hour interview, and mm -hmm. they broke it up into two. And I only listened to the first part because no. the second part isn't out yet. But he, I think he had he had a kid when he was like forty some, forty two, mm -hmm. forty three years old. So because he was on like extra, he was on a bunch of like Hollywood stuff. You know, I feel I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
But I don't know. He didn't really say what he was doing like recently. Well, no one's doing anything to be honest. Yeah. But I think they were trying to tour again. Wow. Just like yeah. playing the hits. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, which would have been what the twenty second of October by 23rd. our record, twenty third of October, which was would have been uh, Tom Petty's seventieth birthday. Sirius XM did like a, a concert, a tribute concert. Oh, okay. And I bring this up because the closing act. Was Tom Petty. Tom Petty is like, I'm back, everybody. I look like, no. The closing act was Starcrawler featuring Mike Campbell of the Heartbreakers playing. Um, yeah, they had a new single. I out. Need to Know. Didn't they have a new single out or something? They released a live single uh, that they recorded at Third Man. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Mark was, because he's like, I wonder if they're going to be releasing an album or something, because it was like. Uh, well, I saw their like, the big announcement. Well, while we're talking about announcements, because there was another one, the Coat Hangers, my beloved Coat Hangers. We have a big announcement tomorrow. They're reissuing and remastering their first album oh. with a couple of new tracks, which apparently was That's a lot cool. bigger indie rock news than you would have thought. Huh. And a whole bunch of like limited pre orders, so I pre ordered one. That's cool. And yeah, and while we're talking about Jucifer, oh, announced okay, a new cool. album. Nazim. Is it they're like 107th? Well, how many albums do they have out? Like 12? Because they just got done. They did like three or four albums that were like more hardcore inspired. Mm-hmm. So they're going to something different. I heard the first track. It's music inspired by Middle Eastern and North African music. Hmm, interesting. And Nazim is actually like a type of Urdu poetry. Huh. We'll be talking about it okay. when it comes Ooh. out, but it's... um. play with my ring. It's different. Yeah, it's, you know, um, got to branch out. They always, like, you know, do... I mean, that's going to be a, a kind of very big leap for them, but... I don't know, like, they do a lot of weird... We could talk, like, I'll talk about it once we finally okay. review it. But, I mean, they did... They had a whole period of time when they were a lot more alt-rock. Yeah. And they did, like, like a couple of weird concept albums that were really good. And then, yeah, they did their hardcore phase. Yeah, now there's this. So, anyway, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Well, let's talk about some real music. All right. Meaning music that's out now. And I will start with Mets. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Mets a handful yes. of times. Yeah, it's one of the bands we have always kind of talked mm-hmm. about. They have a new album out. It is their fourth album. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a comp out of like old singles and stuff called Automat. I didn't review it. But that was uh, last year, mm-hmm. 2019. It didn't even seem that long ago. Their last album was Strange Peace, which was out in 2017. I remember, yeah. yeah. Um, they had a, I reviewed maybe earlier in the year, they had a single, they had a, oh. like two singles out. They're off a of sub pop. This album's called Atlas Vending. And it came out in October. Noise rock, post punk. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Oh. When I was listening to when I reviewed their single, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think they're going in a new, a little bit of a new direction. I'm very interested in like listening to it. And they kind of continued down that mm-hmm. that lane. I it took like three or four listens to like truly like soak it mm-hmm. in. So it starts off with Pulse, and it's like this noisy, droney, bleak song. It kind of starts off really quiet mm-hmm. and then like goes to noise, but mm-hmm. not to the extent where it used to be just like blast of noise at times. Yeah. It was like you're trying to catch your breath, but this is different. It has a little bit of a piss jeans feel. Mm-hmm. To go back, there, there's a lot of um, comparisons to like this Mets album to uh, the Am Rep, the Amphibian Reptil or uh, Records or whatever. We were uh, talking about that before. Yeah. Uh, Discord back in the 80s, um, that whole stuff, like uh, Fugazi. And uh, shellac. I never listened mm-hmm. to shellac. So anyway, there was a lot of comparisons with that with stuff I looked up. So yeah, start off with Pulse, and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Next was Blind Youth Industrial Park, and I really, really like this That's song. That's my favorite song in the album. Yeah, uh, it's very grungy, alt noise. It has like a tiny bit of, of, of um, Division of Laura Lee mm-hmm. feel to yeah. it in some of the riffs. A little shoegaze to it, a little fuzzy bass line, some ahs. Some ooze, which you don't really get in Mets songs. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. It's a cool song. I really dig it. It's, yeah, one of my favorites on the album. The Mirror has some, like, wild guitar riffs. It's kind of noisy, alt song. It's almost like something you would hear in the early 90s, like Jesus Lizard, Melvin's, like, early sub-pop catalog. No Ceiling was another one of my favorite songs as well. It's a little catchy guitar riffs. Like, a little less noise. More almost, like, melodic. Hail Taxi. I didn't really feel it so much, but I got a couple uh, comparisons to Fugazi in this song. Yeah. It still has the noise, but it's kind of a brighter song, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's up and down, and it, but it feels kind of hopeful. Yeah. Draw us in, like a noisy shoegazing. That kind of has, has Mets all over it, like you tell it's a Mets song, and it's, it might be a love song. 
I was oh. like, that's kind of crazy. Uh, Sugar Pill, more noisy grunge via like early 90s. That's about social media addiction, apparently. Mm-hmm. Let me turn my page. Parasite. This was the song that was closest to their prior albums or prior work. And it was like, bring on the noise. Mm-hmm. Bam. It was all uh, very noisy. Um, and then the last track, it's seven minutes. It's um, very long. And it was actually what their lead single, the first single off this album, mm-hmm. which I was surprised for a seven minute song. It's like fuzzy. It's grungy, little shoegazy, catchy riffs, but it has like very dark undertones. The sign of the storm to come. And the seven minutes actually moves really fast, mm-hmm. in my opinion. If you ever listen to the band Drive Like Jehu, uh, one of those, like, I don't know if it was Discord, but mm-hmm. it was like one of those bands from the 90s that kind of had that post-punk feel to it. Atlas Vending. I wasn't too sure to make of it, as I said. Um, the, so it was May 2020 was that the Acid mm-hmm. slash Slow Decay was the what, the seven inch that came out. And that it had that noisy, grungy feel that this pretty much carried. And it works. I really like it. It's uh, it's not that like in your face noise album at mm-hmm. all. Uh, I like that they're going this way. As I said, it reminds me of like '90s alt grunge, like early mm-hmm. sub pop catalog. It's not a copy of that. Yeah. It's just how they progressed, and I just thought it was a good, solid album. And every time I listen to it, it I like mm-hmm. it more. And listen with the headphones. I like the first couple times I listened to, it, I listened to this all my car stereo, mm-hmm. and then I put headphones on, and I was like, wow, there's a lot going on yeah. instrumentally. It, it was really good. If you're a um. A big Mets fan, I think... That sounds kind of funny. Yeah. Fuck the Mets, Phillies. You might be like, eh, I don't know where they're going. I, I think... I was pleasantly surprised with it. I really liked I, I it. I liked it. It had a lot of, like, really good chaotic energy. I yeah. Thought. The first two songs were my favorites. Did I was like, do I just not remember what Mets sounds like? Yeah, like... Because I haven't... I want to say Strange Peace, the album before that, was kind of showcasing a mm-hmm. tiny, tiny bit. Like, they were going to kind of change up sounds, which they kind of need to. There's only so many times you can make, like, a in-your-face noise album. But yeah, I really like it. It's not my favorite album or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I, I enjoyed it, and I think it is a good album to their yeah. collection. Mm. So, uh, Mets, Atlas Vending. Mm-hmm. Check it out. So, Cherry Pickles, The Juice That's Worth the Squeeze, off Pink Slime Records, uh, October 23rd. So yesterday, as of the recording of this podcast, which was a bit confusing because the uh, the LPs went out a couple weeks before. I listened to it yesterday. Huh? In my car. Wow. Mm. So it was new to me on the 23rd. I was new to most people. Like, the balance of the songs I did not get till yesterday. Oh, I mean, because right. it's just I listened to the whole thing. I enjoyed it. All right, well. Oh, so tell me more. So just to refresh everyone's memory, our Cherry Pickles is a two-piece. Um, there's Priscilla B. Um, from Brazil. Yeah, when I texted you, I was in school, but I was like, I didn't realize, I forgot, because it's been yeah. a while that she, I'm like, what? And I'm like, I know they're Brit, or they're from England, or yeah. Bristol, or something like that. I'm like, what? Well, Millie is, is from, from Bristol, so she's the drummer, Priscilla's the vocalist. Okay. And guitarist. It's this super lo-fi, like, 50s, 60s, garagey, sounding like it was recorded in a dumpster. Um, <laughs> so fuzzed out, you wouldn't eat it if it was a piece of fruit. <laughs> it's pretty close to outsider art. At least on the first album, they were very public about this, that we were playing this on cheap thrift store instruments. Mm-hmm. And it was a very odd experience. So I was very excited when they announced this. Much like the first one, the songs are fairly simple. It's They're, they're fairly dirty. 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 I would dirty. say they're slightly better production values than the last album. No, I would agree with that. Um, they learned maybe to, to play a little bit better. They do occasionally veer into... Um, other genres a bit, like uh, Little Black Book has a surf riff. Laura has a Medway vibe, I thought. Okay. And... I'm going to put your name in my Little Black Book. Yeah, Black Book. Um, Don't Waste My Time <laughs> is probably my favorite. I like that. And... I was like, she said fuck after I thought she was going to say fuck. Yeah. So... <laughs> if that makes sense. Just to go, it's it's a fine enough listen. Like, I like it. Like, it's, it's sort of backgroundy, not really listen hard, but... When I start listening for a review, it's, I feel like it's kind of missing something. I think that thing is the lyrics for the first, like on the first album were so clever and kind of like tongue in cheek and silly. And I don't think that they're, that doesn't, the lyrics on this album don't stick out as much to me. I like the first song a lot. 
the first song, which was... Um, like We're Cherry Pickles or something like that. We're Cherry Pickles, yeah. yeah they're talking about how we're going to fuck you up. <laughs> good Girls, Bad Seeds was also a good one. And that's about... They see a bad girl and she's just crying. And the priest is like, well, she's a bad girl. You can't do anything about it. I had a hard time, like, sort of really zeroing in mm-hmm. on a song. You know, a catcher, a, a toe tapper. Oh, well is the strangest song in the album. It's really weird. It's towards the end. Yeah, no okay. percussion. It's all about contradictions. And, yeah, I don't like... It's a good... Like, I really like this as background music. I could not get into it like I did in the first. I think because the lyrics didn't hook me in the same way. See, so. but I really liked it, but mm-hmm. I almost felt it was like a little just disjointed the way the song placements were. Like, yeah. the, I was really paying attention like the first four or five songs. Mm-hmm. It almost seemed like there was a bunch of singles kind of at times yeah. strung together like they might have had like half of an album and then they kind of put other songs so, on if that makes sense so to the songs think black hole and subway jane which is the last song of the album okay. they released as a like an ep okay so maybe it was kind of but the other ep they released which is um the girl who's afraid of gin and whiskey breath oh yeah, yeah which i thought were much more in the vein of the first album they didn't put on this one hmm. so i mean it was good like i said it's a good album just when you start to look at it because you need to figure out something to say because you're on a world well, famous that... podcast and your friends the Death Valley Girls are listening, it becomes a little challenging. The the whole the gin song wasn't that for the gin sing song the gin song or whatever wasn't that for like charity though so maybe they it might have been I thought it was that's for, like, the one that sounds like Australia there's literally rec- yeah it's probably for fire relief Good yeah point. that's what I think so. that's the one that literally sounds like Priscilla recorded her vocals in her bathroom. <laughs> She really started sounding like um, the female singer from CSS a little bit. Sometimes I would just yeah. hear a little CSS just from, Brazil. and they're Brazil, yeah. And that's yeah, her her flat inflection really reminds me of that, which I like. I really like Little Black Book. I, I enjoyed it. As I said, it felt like a little disjointed mm-hmm. at times, but I thought it was. Would I put it on all the time? Mm-hmm. No, but uh, oh, there's a song called Mopkins. Yes. Which is so Mopkins are either these really weird looking fucking stuffed animals. I, that's what I figured they were. Or. There's a guy, Ty Mopkins, who is a lifestyle manager, and it, largely that's what the song is about, so it could yeah. be either. I don't know. Now, I do, like on one of their EPs, they do have a Mopkins as the yeah. cover art. So yeah, I don't know. It was good. I guess I had, my expectations were a little... Well, you're a big uh, Cherry Pickles fan, yeah. so I can understand. I don't it's know not that, that you disliked they, it, it's just you were expecting a little more to it. Or check out this professionalism. Okay. So Cherry Pickles, the juice, wasn't quite worth the squeeze. But up up Anyway, <laughs> my next one is Touche Amore. Mm-hmm. Lament came out on uh, Epitaph Records, October. It's their fifth album. They're from L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, their last album was actually 2016 with Stage 4. I was like, oh. I'm like really? I thought it was I feel like sooner. It came out, yeah. Unless I wrote it down wrong, it was maybe 2018. They've been uh, a band since 2007. Mm-hmm. They're post-hardcore, melodic, hardcore so they have a new one. So this is their new one. So it starts off with Come Heroin, and you know it's a Touche song. Like, Touche mm-hmm. has its like own signature Yeah, it's sound. pretty identifiable. Yeah. Like, All right. Unlike, unlike that match, this is exactly what I was saying. Yes, say. yes. Um, and it's more or less um, for, from Come Heroin, not a heroine, heroine like as a female uh, hero. As the fun medicine that <laughs> makes you happy. And it's more or less him being his own worst enemy. Um, like, you, but you took me in. Like, it, it's a cool song. I like it. One of my favorite, there's three songs I really enjoyed on here. Lament has this like echoing dreamy guitars. It's melodic hardcore with a little shoegaze to it. I like his lyrics. I th- he He's very poetic. I like his lyrics a lot. One of the, the lyrics is, uh, but I lose it almost every day. You think by now I would have given up or, or I would have had a grip. It's, um, well, I'll get to it at the end. Um, right, sorry. Um, breaking update. Their last album was in 2016, but they've released a shitload of singles. Yeah. And even a live album between then and now. I did Deflector, which was the beginning of this year, which mm-hmm. is a song on here. But, um, but yeah, before you get to it, I was... I thought they yeah, released like yeah. A, a, something like more recently. But anyway, go ahead. So. Um, Fane, uh, Sifting Through Life's, Life's Wreckage, uh, Reminders... Uh, probably my favorite song on the album. Love the chorus. It's very catchy. A little gloomy. A little positive. I need the reminders of the love I have. A little lighter instrumentally. It's a very poetically, like, this catchy song. Like, you'll find, I find myself kind of singing the, the chorus in my head. Um, Limelight, I really enjoyed. And there's uh, the singer from Manchester Orchestra. I forget his name. Alex. He features on this. And it's 
kind of melodic emo. I'm tired. I'm sore. I'm not so young anymore. I have an embarrassing confession. What? I rushed to Limelight because I was hoping it was a Rush cover. It's not. <laughs> I Wrong like it. It's a good light. song. Yeah. Um, I like the ba- the backing vocals, as I said, at the um, singer from Manchester mm-hmm. Orchestra. I like the contrast in the vocals when they when he sings or whatever. It's pretty cool. Exit Row or Savor Savoring and Exit Row are the next couple songs. They're a little heavier, reminder of like a little earlier Touche Amore. Mm-hmm. Um, a broadcast. Mm-hmm. I forgot about this song. I started it. It starts like this like dreamy country guitar work. It's mm-hmm. like an old cowboy song with some like whoa oh. Um, it's really different. I really, really like it. It's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be your host. It's a good song. Mel- melodic hardcore, great work. Instrumental, um, instrumentally, mm-hmm. it hooks you right in. Reflector was the single, kind of like a harder hardcore mm-hmm. song, not like in touche yeah. sense. And as I said, that was a single I reviewed earlier in the year. And a forecast it ends with, and it's sung. It's not screamed. It starts with him just kind of talking mm-hmm. over a piano or like. Not talking, but singing kind yeah. of. Yeah. And it's... Sprecken sang. I like how he's like talking about how he still likes the Coen brothers. It's like really... The, <laughs> the lyrics are very interesting. And it's more, I think, like life after losing his mother and mm-hmm. how he's healing and losing relationships and friends in this whole COVID mm-hmm. world. It is, it, I, I really like it. It's a great Touche album. It's not my favorite, but I think it's a very solid release. And it's mm-hmm. another band that's kind of like just trying different territories, mm-hmm. seeing where they can go with their sounds. Um, I always like how they progress, but they keep their signature sound. Like, you always know when it's a touche yeah. song. As I said, they have some really different songs. That broadcast song is just like an old cowboy song. And the lyrics are always, like, emotional, raw, poetic, and beautiful. And they never disappoint. They're always, like, am I, like entertaining. I could almost put on any album and be, like, pretty chill with it. Am I going to, like, rock out with yeah. it? A lot of times I have, like, almost this background mm-hmm. music. But I, I, I always like Touche Amore. So if you like them, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's a really good album. I enjoyed it. It was like, you know, something to listen to the background. I knew um, like these two weren't like super up your alley. The, the two mm-hmm. bands I, I like, so, um, mm. what we've talked about before. But I was like, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Touche Amore. Mm-hmm. Lament. So, and they have really cool packaging. Came mm. with matches. Ooh. That had, uh, they were color coded and they had like different sayings on it. Like, uh, I forget, I have a picture of it on my. Like each match had like yeah. a little saying on it? Oh, There's only cool. like four matches. It was like mm-hmm. the one thing they're really cool about, like Jeremy's a big like vinyl collector, record collector, mm-hmm. and so he'll do like really cool packaging that yeah. he knows like people will uh, uh, appreciate. And that is Touche Mori. Let me try to find this Touche. Let me show you if I can find it. What else you got? I have... Freeze Pop, finally. Oh yeah, that's right. Way back in 2016, Mm -hmm. a band called Freeze Pop, a synth pop band out of Boston. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm showing on pictures. It comes with this booklet with like a bunch of photos and then like his mm-hmm. poetry, his lyrics, and it comes with like this matchbox. There's like it's really cool. It's Sorry, Freeze Pop. This is Freeze Pop. The album's Fantasizer. This is their fifth album, the first album in ten years, and it is a Kickstarter project. So mm-hmm. 2016, they opened a Kickstarter for this album. Came out about a month ago. Okay. It's so Freeze Pop. Like I said is a they're a synth pop band based in boston massachusetts you get electronica you get you know drums drum machines Mm -hmm. you know beats keyboard singing the easiest thing to say is this album does by accident what i feel like that sweet spirit album trinidad was trying to do on purpose okay because this album feels at its best like a very poppy 80s new wave album i could see that and, and I sent you four songs. Yes. Um, Victor very much enjoyed it. He loved the first song. He like... Oh, that's right. So yeah. I love this album. I really do. Yeah. So it opens with Queen of Tomorrow, which is very strong opening. The way the, the, the drum, the beats are, it reminds me almost of... Uh, remember Sleigh Bells? Yeah. It opens like a Sleigh Bell song. It's this very new wave song, sort of about either being reborn each day or just... The possibilities of, you know, being the Queen of Tomorrow. Most, if not all, these songs feature love as a theme. Okay. I'll say most because there's one that probably doesn't. Okay. It's it's a head bopper. It's 
Tomorrow. Yeah, so it's Liz Enthusiasm. Which her real name's like Jesse something something. But yeah, Liz Enthusiasm. Okay. Why is that? I don't funny? know, I just said what that's clever. I was like, that's so clever. Two other songs I shot you over because they sort of work as a doublet. Mm-hmm. Um, You're Awesome, It's Killing Me, and Fantasizer, which, as an aside, this is where I realized uh, that there's a problem with my download, and that is <laughs> a lot of the tracks were mislabeled. Fantasizer is labeled as You're Awesome, It's Killing Me, and You're Awesome, It's Killing Me is labeled as Fantasizer. And I thought they were doing this really cool thing, and I was like, up until today, I was like, that's so cool. Fantasizer uses the chorus, you're awesome, it's killing me. You're so awesome, it's killing me. And it's like, whoa, mind blown. But and you're like, nah. It's a shame because it happened a couple of times. And I thought, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is the Taylor Swift album of synth pop. <laughs> but nevertheless, you're awesome, it's killing me. And Fantasizer are basically, it's basically a two-act play about a relationship. You're awesome, it's killing me is sort of idealizing someone to the point where it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. to the point where they seem otherworldly. I can see that. Godlike. And Fantasizer is about how you fucked it up. I forget, there's a line in the beginning about, I did my best impression of being real bad or something like that. Regretting, miss, missing that opportunity. Or it could also be about a relationship that has now run its course or... Just the reality not living up to the fantasy. Fantasizer. Probably a little bit of everything. The fantasizer. Mm. Um, fantasizer is very, it's a lot of energy. Uh, poppy, it's exciting. I like it. I enjoy it. Anchor to the World Below is one of my two favorite songs of the album. It has the best lyrics in the album. It has a really... <coughs> Love the lyrics and the vocals. It's about either being at a party and someone to kill joy, but keeping you grounded. It's possibly about... Being at a party and just getting real drunk or stoned and someone keeping you in the moment or watching you and you're being annoyed at them at the time, but really they're there for you. Yeah. It's really good. I love Anchor to the World Below. One of the two, um, they released two maxi singles Ooh. and Anchor to the World Below is one of them where it's like, a, it's like six remixes. Huh. The original is the best, I think in this case. A um, few others. Memory Disappears. Is the is sort of the most melancholy song. It's the one. It's the most. It's the biggest downer. The Debbie Downer. It makes a lot of references to the machines, as in the machines won't look back. It's a lot about the impermanence of memory and possibly your memory, how you'll be forgotten when you die. Reading the lyrics, it could literally be about the Matrix. (laughs) I mean, seriously, like not even. It's kind of interesting. And it's it's such a an abrupt change. Our solar system. Has this very swanky nightclub '80s disco show tune vibe. It has like an edge to it. Wins the award for intro that most sounds like it belongs in a video game. It sort of draws comparisons between the universe and relationships. The first line is, "I read somewhere that the sun will explode someday, a giant to swallow the world, but you look so beautiful and so bright to this cold world." And it finally brings us to Rare Bird. Which is very poppy, very up, very happy. And that one, you know, the rare bird in this case is when you go out and you see someone unexpected who's so captivating, Mm. they're like a rare bird, like a very handsome gent or lass, or possibly a kindergarten teacher. (laughs) Um, I can edit some of that out. I'll beep that out. It is a very... Some of the songs don't land as well as others, but when it hits, it hits really good. I really like this album. It's really catchy. And yeah, it's very bubblegummy. It's upbeat. Um, yeah, the four songs you sent me, I really enjoyed, and it mm-hmm. reminded me of um, the old. I mean, I haven't listened to a Freeze Pop album mm-hmm. probably fifteen yeah. years. Um, but it was really good. And Victor's like, play the first song. Victor yeah. was really, really into it. He really yeah. likes electro. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I was like, wow, this is really good. I like the awesome song. Yeah, as I said, mm-hmm. everything, um, everything you sent me was and like very, I said, very, very good. The one thing that was confusing to me was. Tracks are mislabeled, like Rare Bird, for instance. But that, like, all fucks you up. If something's mislabeled, oh. even if it's, like, uh, they listen to the record and it's, like, the A side, mm-hmm. the B side, it will, like, totally... Yeah. So, I think, in this case, I so, because I was a Kickstarter person, I downloaded this before it hit Bandcamp off, like, Indiegogo, 
And I feel like there was a message about Indiegogo screwing up something or other. Mm. So I'm just I'll re-download it from Bandcamp and it'll be fine. It'll be all so Fantasizer, good. yeah. Cool. Is that the name of the album? Is Fantasizer? Yeah, Fantasizer. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing to mention is um, for Anchor uh, to the World Below, there's a video. Oh, okay. And it's done as like a real a silent German expressionist film. Interesting. It's really yeah. It's it's. Where are they out of? Did you say? A Boston. Boston. That's right. You did. Okay. And um, yeah, it's a, like yeah. it's they're interesting. I don't really see a, a ton about that band anymore. They were like kind of hot for a well, second. Well, like I said, they sat for ten years. Yeah. I wonder why. Did they? I don't know. They didn't say maybe the scene died. I know they all. Um, I mean, electro. I mean, I don't know. Not that I was heavy into that yeah. scene. But I think they were of... pretty big in that scene when it was out, and they were big. Mm-hmm. They just got tired. I don't know. You know, the music business changed. Yeah. I know they all work like straight jobs. Liz, or Jesse, as she is really known as, is like a graphic designer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have another uh, N.A. beer. Oh. Because it's still sober Ooh, October for thrilling. me. We're... In anticipation for mm. our... Stump Jump is delicious. Athletic Brewing. It's a non-alcoholic autumn brown. It is yeah. pretty good. Mm. I like it. I like... They're yeah. here. Athletic Brewing. Yeah. Stump Jump. That's very spooky. And yeah, this would be our technically our Halloween episode. Yeah. And I feel like we should play up the, the spooky, scary angle. I think the... Uh, like... The kiss... Sketch in the beginning will be the most spookiest. Scary, like for well, you know, we did a lot of scary songs. Like for instance, cherry pickles, fucking scary. <laughs> the scariest of the pickles is the cherry pickles. Yeah, you know what? Um, freeze pops under yeah. certain circumstances, like when a hiney is involved, could be very scary. I mean, the Mets. If you have to go Mets. see a Mets game, Ugh, could be a little fucking, scary. Well, seeing any game would be scary for different reasons. <laughs> and touche is the worst amore. Touche, like touche. It's it's touche love, mm. and love can be as sharper as a serpent's tooth, Jamie. That's why I carry my 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 love gun. <laughs> Only it's a derringer. <laughs> I'd be like a thirty-eight too big. When um, bup, bup, bup. I was looking for Dawn of the Dead down my basement for you, I was like I had boxes of DVDs and stuff. But anyway, I found an old like cap gun. Like remember yeah. you had like cowboy gun? And I was like, holy shit, that looks real. Yeah. So I was like, bling, bling. I said, did the police come down? Yeah. And they're like, drop the weapon. <laughs> I'm like, I just didn't even, I just, I'm in my house. Yeah. Um, did you listen to All Them Witches? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about now? I assumed. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, you didn't listen to All Them Witches? No. You fucking suck. <laughs> I'm kidding, I did. I was going to say, <laughs> that was a hell of a lead up. <laughs> So all them witches, it's spooky, it's yeah. almost Halloween, and what's it, what's the All Hallows' Eve or something? What, the you know, the Devil's Night, you mean? The Devil's Night. Yeah, well, yeah, when the witches Sabbath, and they they mix potions that they put up their hoo-hahs, and they get all <laughs> fucked up, according so, to the witch. So all them witches, nothing the is ideal, came out in September, and they are out of Nashville, New West Records, and they are now a three-piece. Are they really? They yeah. are a three-piece, and it's their sixth album, oh. and they are spooky. You know where they get their name from? From Evil? Rosemary's Baby. The, the book oh. they have is All Them Witches. Oh. And see, I did my homework. Mm, I, I reviewed an album. So their debut album was 2012, with Our Mother Electricity. Mm-hmm. And the last album they had, we... I don't know if we ever... Did we review that it? That was ATW, right? Yes, yeah, ATW. Yeah, I reviewed it. And that was 2018. So All Them Witches is their sixth album, as I said. They're kind of desert rock. They're kind of mm-hmm. metal, blues, stoner rock, prog, psych. And they recorded this at Abbey Road Studios. Oh. And I think that had a very heavy influence on mm. it. So, you want to talk about songs? What did you think of this album? Are you... Did you, you really did review this, right? Yes, I did. All right, so, so. I don't know... I don't know. It's not like it says. Booby booby choo choo. I liked it too. Uh, so okay. So I really liked it. I was surprised how fucking heavy the first two songs were. So is it Satur- Saturnine? Satur- Saturnine and um, Iron Jaw, which is a one song. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this mellow, soft start into like these gloomy, heavy guitars with like Parks vocals just kicking in. Yeah. And it's this dark bluesy with like a kiss of prog metal. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. It's just kind of has like this just dark vibe to it. Yeah, very. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. You'll probably be surprised what my favorite oh. song on the album is. What did you think? 
I, I, I loved it. Like I said, it's very... So you're going song by song if you don't have a lot to say. Yeah. Like, I don't... No, no, this was... I was like, wow. Not what I was expecting. Very metal It reminded me a lot... Like I, was, like I said, I was surprised how much metal was actually in this album. Yeah. How heavy this song and then uh, the next song is. Mm-hmm. Enemy of my, my enemy of my enemies. Well, I really, really mm-hmm. like this song. Gloomy, heavy guitar riffs has some groove metal. I don't want to say like it's very yeah. trance. Not I want to say trancey. It just has some groove to it. But it, it almost reminded me of something you would hear off another album. Of I felt like it had like a '90s metal. Vibe I could see there. that. Yeah, Everest. This is when I was like, this album's getting very interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, because it changes. It's like this creepy instrumental that's like beautiful yet sad. Yeah. It's very like like a sad, eerie lullaby. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this isn't all them witches. It sounds a little yeah. different. Um, and then it goes into my favorite song on the whole fucking album. Yeah. See you next fall. I would clever. <laughs> So it starts with this like creepy, eerie soundscape, and what is they saying? It's like straight out of a fucking horror movie. Yeah, they're saying like "Hi Mandy" or something. Mm-hmm. Hi Mandy, and it's like really fucking well, there's weird. There's a movie Mandy. That's what I was wondering if that I was haven't actually me neither. seen. And it has like this Pink Floyd vibe to it. I thought mm-hmm. this whole album had a Pink Floyd vibe. Yeah, to it. definitely. Um, and it's ten minutes long, so it goes into the after this little like eerie soundscape. It goes into like this trancey ambient, like guitar and drums. And I like If All as Well, I Cannot Tell is, the I think, mm-hmm. the first line in it. Apparently, like, one thing I read, that people think it's about touring. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. I think, like... I had to touring must be yeah. I broke out the record to see if there were um, lyrics, and there was mm-hmm. not. So that didn't help matters. I feel like any band that makes more than two albums will eventually write at least one song about how it's shitty to tour. Yeah, and I didn't really feel that in it. His voice is almost like an instrument in mm-hmm. the... Yeah, song itself it, yeah. and then I like how it just like slowly kind of just mm-hmm. like falls apart at the end I was thinking about this song a lot I was listening on the way mm-hmm. over again because I can't stop listening to it mm-hmm. it reminds me if I was ever gonna do like a horror movie like 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 it's Halloween man yeah. we're in high school or college let's go like like take a bunch of acid <laughs> and like go in a haunted house mm-hmm. so you're like sitting there mm-hmm. and like weird shit starts happening and like people start getting murdered and you're just sitting there and the acid mm-hmm. starts to hit. Yeah. And that's how I feel like this song mm-hmm. is. And like when it goes like the boom, 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 yeah, boom, it's very boom, surreal. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Like you're just watching. It's everything's mm-hmm. going in slow motion just and you're watching it. your friends get murdered and you're just yeah. kind of like, I can't move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I felt the, the, the song made me yeah. feel, but I think it's a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. The children of the coyote, uh, the children of coyote woman. I like this song a lot. It's like very, well, did you know it is like a continuation of there's a, like a bunch of coyote themes in their albums mm. and coyote woman was from lightning at the door. And I guess it has, like, some type of mythology with that. Oh, I had no idea. Sorry, and it has this, like, folky Americana feel. It has, mm-hmm. like, a little Floyd to it. More, a little Doors almost yeah. feeling. This is what I read what they said. It's a retelling of Rome's founding. from Romulus and Reeves. Yeah, I yes, got that right away. from a dirt-poor Southern American perspective. Oh, interesting. Yes, that's apparently what the band said in, Re- in Revolver magazine. Hmm. It's a pretty cool song. As I said, very, like, Americana brothers fighting for control after their mom dies the coyote woman mm-hmm. which is like romulus and Rima. so yeah. i guess like yeah because weren't they supposed to be like suckled upon a, a she-wolf yeah. yes so that's kind of what the song's about and um no he didn't do that so yeah like a, a lot of people were like did that connection to that coyote mm-hmm. woman song 41 heavier dual like almost has like a dueling guitar feel at times i yeah. never know if it's the same guitar or they're less laying it on top Bass, like everything's a spotlight here. It's just very fuzzy. It has a little bit of a noisy feel, but as in every like song, it has this like eerie, dark vibe going on. Yeah. Lights out. I think that was yeah. Okay, lights out was the drummer's premiere song. Oh, I guess really? he wrote the lyrics. Mm. It was a single off this album huh. apparently, and it's kind of distorted and it's like lights out and kind of sounds like very sinister. Mm-hmm. Heavy guitar riffs, very bluesy, psych rock, and then it just kind of abruptly ends, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like okay. Yeah. Haunting, that little weird. And then Rats in Ruin. And it's like distorted muffled vocals accompanied with like minimal guitar. It's very like melancholia, gloomy, haunting. And then at like the 615 mark, it's like it has a buildup of guitars and drums and it just starts jamming and has like a lot of groove going to it. The end is near and it just wraps up the, yeah. the album. Um, it's ominous. 
What it reminds me of a little bit was Pink Floyd The Wall, mm -hmm. um, the end of the wall, the outside the wall. That's like it reminded me of yeah. slightly. It's, I would say this is their most experimental album mm -hmm. they've done, and I, wow, I love I, it. <laughs> I would love to see them perform this album. Yes, live. it's very dark, atmospheric, at times eerie. It's like an emotional downward spiral yeah. almost. Like, I don't know, like, I really want to read the lyrics, um, but I thought it was fantastic. Like, I can't stop listening to, um, <coughs> sorry, See You see Next, next fall. fall. I remember the name Pumpf. of it. Yes. It's, I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I really like this like album. Yeah, it's really good. It's. Uh, I'm glad we saved it purposely for Halloween. Yes. And didn't forget about it. But yeah, I had this like bit like I I thought Pink Floyd was running through this album. Well, the last a lot. album you could hear like some Dark Side of the Moon shit. Yeah, and um, then yeah, recording at Abbey Road. Yeah. Studios, I'm sure, had something to do with it. Yeah. So I read a couple reviews of this album, and a lot of people that are pretty much if you're in, like. All them witches fans, you kind of like everything. Yeah. They had, I would never say they had a dud come out mm -hmm. whatsoever. The biggest complaint, I think, with this album was that it doesn't tell an ongoing story. Oh, really? And, and I was like, really? It's a weird thing to complain about. Yeah, I guess like just because of just how dark and eerie it is. They, uh -huh. But like, are they telling a story? I don't know. What if I, I have no idea? Yeah. They never did really before. But I think with that like coyote woman and that coyote mythology, mm -hmm. whatever they're going. I have to look that up. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, but I thought this was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. I did too. It's all them witches. A, a T W A T dubs. Nothing as the ideal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a lot like a, just a mm -hmm. dark turn for them. Like mm -hmm. not like. <laughs> In that mm -hmm. way, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just, like, just different in a good way. Mm -hmm. we're, we're getting close to the end, but I talking about acid, I have a little story I'm going to tell about LSD. Okay. So this is in college. It's all, and I thought of this earlier today, and then you made me think of it again. So earlier in college, it was like a Saturday night. A whole bunch of us were hanging out. Mm -hmm. And this one gentleman, we'll call him Rob, because that was his name, um, had obtained some LSD... From some bad kids. Ooh. One of these bad kids, incidentally, was purported to have a penis so large, people would pay him in beer to look at it. Oh, okay. And, is his name Lou Sessa? Uh, no. Again, uh, my love gun is a daring <laughs> Can't even penetrate the skin. <laughs> um, and and that, that was not rumor, by the way. That was true, because he said, yeah, they just give me some cores, and I, you know, I don't care. Like, oh, dude, whatever. Guy was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> Probably isn't the best uh, combination if you're showing your dick to everybody. You're gonna end up in a uh, a Dirk Diggler situation. Yeah. Anyway, hard. so Rob uh, got like some blotter. He took it, and you know he was. I guess he was tripping a little bit. And then the, let's say one of our friends, we'll, we'll call her Nicole, no. because that's her name, <laughs> was like super fucking pissed that Rob took acid. Okay. So we were sitting, I think it was actually in Nicole's room, playing uh, the Michael Jackson's Miracle is one of the only two cartridges we had in the dorms. <laughs> so we were talking, like someone was playing, I was talking with Rob, and Nicole goes, Rob, who you talking to? And that sent him spiraling down <laughs> and down and down, and it was a fucking ugly scene. <laughs> and I think someone whacked him out with something at some point. But I remember coming back later. Uh -huh. Ooh, I just remembered another exciting detail to go. Come back later from an event, and he was like passed out. Mm -hmm. He was like actually he was curled up like a fucking fetal puppy style, and like kind of yeah, it was weird. In between Rob taking the acid and having to get put into timeout, and me coming back, there was something Millersville, which is the fine university I got my undergraduate degree in. I used to hold something called the Naked Relays, the Coed Naked Relays, mm -hmm. and. It was always a Saturday in May or late April, early May, because it's warm, so you can, you know, run around with your dingle. And this year, they locked the gates to the track, and they were pleased there. They didn't want them to happen. And it's the closest, closest I've ever been involved into something that was like a riot. Huh. Because they kept trying to herd people away, and it was very... What is the hiccups? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, like every day. I haven't vomited yet. <laughs> yeah, yet is the word. Meaning like in uh, one <laughs> the of these next five minutes. But we went to see the Code Naked Relays. The police were there. They're like, not going to happen. Um, a couple of people jumped. 
And and by police, they were like the either campus the local police. police or the campus police. So they're not you know, really police. Defund the campus police. That's what <laughs> I say. And I remember there were two guys like running around because they did run naked and they kept running from the <laughs> campus police who could not catch them. And so like yeah, a Benny Hill skit. I mean, basically, yeah, it was so fucking weird. <laughs> and like then I returned and then we went to the House of Pie. Mm-hmm. It was a very shitty pizza place. And we came back and then you yeah, found Rob in a coma. He turned white. Like, all the blood left his face when he thought he was talking to someone who wasn't there. And it was such a shitty fucking thing. It was hilarious. I did laugh about it, but it was such a shit. Like, people were pissed. But she did not. call. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? Well, okay, so I have a little story. Yeah? So I remember being at the King of Prussia Mall, and a couple of my friends scored some blotters. Yeah. And I'm straight edge, so I do not do drugs. Yeah. No, I, I'm afraid to do I was afraid to do acid. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to do it, and I'm like... Like, the guy that sold you this, he just did not look like... Yeah, um, reputable? Re- yeah, you know. As most as most people who do It looked like it. a hairspray sprayed on an index uh, card and cut. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they decided to take the acid. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was pissed because I'm not getting high. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, I don't, I'm going to take care of one of these fuckers tonight. Yeah. So my friend Shannon takes, you know, the blotter. Yeah. And I was like, is that good rat poisoning? <laughs> Oh my god! And she says what? And I was like, you know, there's rat poison in yeah. LSD. And she's like, really? Mm-hmm. And starts getting freaked out and end up being bogus. It was fake shit anyway. Yeah. So, but everyone started yelling at me like, why are you such an asshole? That is pretty shitty. <laughs> um, I uh, when I trip, I do it Hendrix style. Ooh, uh, coated dildo up the ass. <laughs> anyway, that's about the hour mark. That's so much you want to talk about. Maybe we'll just take our leave. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Spooky Halloween. Spooky, spooky, spooky. And I guess we'll see you in November. Yep, November. Approaching. Maybe we'll have a topic. Uh, Maybe we'll do a live one. I think we should kind of spice it up. But Give us, our, our viewers something. Be like, yeah, I So originally I wanted to do Halloween, a live one, and a topic. Obviously neither happened. I had, I had midterms this week. Maybe, yeah, I was busy too. Um, we'll figure something else. Maybe we'll church. shoot for like around Thanksgiving or something. That'd be our anniversary show. Oh, so yeah, so maybe it'd be our anniversary. So assuming I don't die November 1st. Is that um, our fifth anniversary? How long have we I been? I think on? it's our fifth anniversary. Ooh, that's crazy, isn't it? I'll have to look through our notes. Mm. Anyway, folks, you can find us at Facebook, iTunes, email, trashsouthstreet at gmail.com. Uh, try to be somewhere else soon. Yeah, have fun. Bye. Bye.